Welcome to the family of the Tom Bernard Podcast with co-host Catherine Brandt, Tevin Pittman, and Andy Brandt Bernard. There you have it. Alex is, uh, what what is she, like a student teacher? She's a fill-in teacher? What is she? Uh, Teachers. What? Aids or whatever, right? Teachers pet. I don't know. Teachers something. Teachers aid? Yeah. Teacher's aide, yeah. Uh, apparently, one of the teacher's aides was having some medical issues, and they asked her to fill in. What do you think of that, Andy? Your little sister as an educator. Mm, apparently. <laughs> oh, nice. I never, <laughs> that's nice. I never saw it coming. No, but she apparently likes doing it, so that's good. Well, she likes hanging around little kids a lot. She does like little kids. So there's nothing wrong with that. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. So I have to ask you guys a question, because this is actually coming from, from Catherine's comments in the last couple of months. And I want to ask the two of you this, and then Catherine as well. Because um, Catherine asks me all the time, why do I watch so much national news? And I tell her, well, I'm trying to you know, keep up on all the hot topics of the day. And she said, well, you can do that just by hopping on the Internet and checking out the hot topics of the day, and you wouldn't have to put up with that. So I started paying attention to what she was talking about, and I want to get the two of you and Catherine and anybody. What's the number again to call in? 561 what? 228 uh, 
Call in with your opinion as well. And this is not a political thing, and you'll be able to tell by, you know, the, the examples I throw out there. So I watch some, uh, some Fox, and I watch some CNN, and I watched a couple of other places. It's all national news, not local news. And the one thing I did after paying closer attention, because Catherine said, how do you even stand to watch that stuff? Because it is, they, all they do is lie, first of all. That, have you guys noticed that on the national news? Pretty much all they do is lie. Mm-hmm. So you've noticed that as well, Andy? I've been saying it for well over a decade. Right. <laughs> no, I know you have. <clears throat> I know it's all true. But the other thing about it, and Tevin, do you watch the national news ever? Uh, every once in a while. I try to shy away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand why most people do, because I, I looked back on the days of Walter Cronkite, and Tevin, you don't even probably even know who that is, but he was, a, he was the lead news anchor for about, I don't know, three decades in the United States of America. I believe he worked for CBS, didn't he, I think, if I remember correctly. And there are other examples. I thought, you know, Dan Rather did a nice job. He's still got an interview show that he does. Not the greatest anchor of all time, but a pretty decent job. The one thing that I have noticed, and I think Catherine does have a point, the anchors now are terrible. Yes. You got the people over at CNN are pompous as hell and always got this sad look on their face like, oh, we should be very concerned. And then on the Fox side, it's all, hey, we're rich. Look at what we got. I just bought this. Look at these pair of shoes I just bought for $2,000. I mean, both sides are not good. I mean, these anchors they have are, are not good at all. Why did they, why did they go with suck-ups and entertainers instead of actual news anchors? Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. And even like the so like CNN for example, usually if I watch the news that's where I'll start and like so if they have like a Republican on, so like all like the Democratic, so they'll have like okay, these people wear blue, these people wear red and then right. They'll have like all the Democratic people will be like well-dressed, well-spoken, looks like they've taken a shower today. And then all the Republicans look like they just woke up five minutes ago. Like, yeah. It looks like they hired actors to, like, deliver the information. Yes. Like, it's like, what is going on? And I think that's from both sides. It absolutely is. These anchors are terrible. And I'm talking about the morning show anchors, the ones that are supposed to be really, really good. The morning show anchors are supposed to be your best anchors. There's not one of them I could point out and say, hey, that, that woman or that man's pretty damn good. They're just not good. No. I paid attention over the last week because it's like, what is it about this that Catherine doesn't like? And I, is that part of it, Catherine, that you just don't like the people? Well, it's the whole package. Yeah, it I is. I don't like the product that they're giving us. I just don't enjoy it. I think it's um, it, – they're trying to stir up – a lot of emotions mm-hmm. that are all negative. They don't offer really any answers, solutions, hope. They don't tell the truth. They and and these anchors are all in on you know whatever narrative they're trying to push. Yeah. It yeah. just it just feels like a corporate um, monopoly kind of on the world, and I just don't like it. Can you imagine back in the day? Even let's go with. Paul or Ron Majors or Frank Vassalero or Chris Eggert or whatever. Can you imagine him sitting there on, on the dais talking the news to you while eating a sandwich? Because that's another thing they do on Fox all the time. They always got something to eat. <laughs> like, what is that? Why are it's you eating? product placement. They're probably uh, getting probably, paid. Probably true. And the thing about it is I got to know a couple of anchors, national anchors over the years, and they're 
very phony people. They're very insincere and phony people. Well, not Frank Vassalero. No, I said national. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Frank Vassalero. What a fraud that man is. I've been his friend now for about 30 years, but he's still a fraud, so, you know. No, we, and I think part of what I'm talking about is the fact that Minneapolis-St. Paul news anchors are so good. We get a lot of really good news anchors, and, and always have, as a matter of fact. You can, you're not going to find better than Dave Moore or Don Shelby over on uh, you know Channel 4. On Channel 5, they had, as I said, Ron Majors and go on with, you know, you're not mm. going to get better than Chris Eggert. You know what I'm saying. Or our guest. Right. But I just wanted to say that, that, that Catherine, you're absolutely right about that. It, it is annoying as hell, and they're all lying anyway, so you're right. That's all I'm saying. Yay, I'm right about something. Finally, she got something right, ladies and once gentlemen. Once a decade or so. We have Brian Volk Weiss with us, ladies and gentlemen. How no, uh-uh. we doing? What? Uh oh. I don't know. Oh, there. He just joined now. Okay, good. Okay, okay. so he is with us? Yes. Brian, you are with us? Hey, yeah, good morning. Brian, you disappeared for a second. I got really scared because, like, what do you mean we don't have Brian? This is just not, <laughs> that's not good. I think you right? would have been okay if I had to guess. <laughs> I think you would have been okay. <laughs> you would have oh, survived. You. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Brian Volk Weiss, uh, the new show Icons Unearth Fast and Furious. New episodes every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central on Vice TV. You know, Brian, i got to tell you, Vice has really stepped up their, their program. Not that their programming sucked or anything before, but they've really improved their programming quite a bit in the last year or so. They have... New ideas, new management. You know, this is this is good news. I think. Yeah, no, you're at you. You hit the nail on the head. Um, they have a GM there, a guy named Morgan, who is. I mean, he's he's as hands on as it gets when you want a GM to be hands on, and mm-hmm. he leaves you alone um, when it's time to go make a TV show. Uh, I've I've had no better partner than Morgan, uh, Peter, yeah. all the people there, and Vice as a whole. No, I think it's a greatly, greatly improved channel, and I've always liked Vice anyway. But it always had you know some rough edges, but it's yeah. doing really, really well. Well, you know what I'm saying, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Well, there, there's two different vices. This is what yeah. a lot of people don't understand about yes, Vice. Right. To be honest with you, I didn't completely understand it until about a year ago, but there's Vice, the TV network, and then there's Vice, the news network. Uh, and they're right. completely separate. There really is a church and state. So that's, I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. And we are, to be clear, yeah. we are with the network, not, uh, not the news uh, gathering uh, uh, capacity. Right. Let me ask you a question quickly, and not about Vice News in general, but we were just talking about... Uh, you know, the, the Foxes and CNNs of the world and all those big news channels. And the fact that th- their numbers are way, way down. And I mean, they're way down from what they used to be. Now, sure. a lot of that's going to happen anyway. But do you get a feeling that the people on there are just trying to get you to buy their new tie that they're under? It, it, they just don't seem like they're very sincere about delivering the news. Either one of them, I don't think. Do, do you have an opinion I- on that? Well, one thing you said that I agree with completely, uh, whatever conclusion I come to, uh, it applies to everybody. Um, I I see CNN pulling the same crap. Uh, Can I say crap? It's crap. Yeah, Yeah, you can say crap. Uh, Okay, I don't want to get in trouble. I know it's radio. Um, But I see CNN, you know, 
people on the left are mad. Oh, Fox does this. Fox does that. People on the right are mad. CNN does right. this. CNN does that. Right. And, and they're both right. Um, I, yes. I, to be completely honest, I never watched Fox in my entire life until Trump won. And mm-hmm. I basically realized, because all the news that I had been watching said Trump had no chance. So that's what made me start going to Fox was uh, after Trump won. I'm like, I need to see both. And what I've concluded is, uh, to answer your question, I don't think it's, I mean, yes, at the end of the day, of course, it's about selling Tide and making money from ads. I'm not saying it's not true. It is true. But first of all, it's about both of them. But second of all, like, they're just kind of catering to their audience, like, and both of them are. So- CNN doesn't cover certain stories that their press may not like. Fox right. doesn't cover certain stories that their fans might not like. So yep. they're both doing the same thing, and I don't think either of them is right. Or neither of them should have the word news uh, in their right. uh, title. Yes. I, right. I, they're not journalists. Brian, you're 100% on the money. Um, I just looked at the list of the interviews you're doing. Tyrese Gibson, T.I., Lucas Black, Roger Corman, Chad Lindbergh, Tom Bernard. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. T- Tom Barry. It's, I thought it said Tom, Tom, Barry. Barry. Tom Barry. Tom Barry. You know what's funny about that is Tom Barry is right next to Michael Brandt. And, of course, my wife, who is on the show, her name is Catherine Brandt. So we have the Tom B. and the Brandt, but they're the wrong ones. Uh, well, hello, Catherine. We're, 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 uh, he just said hello. Yeah, no, oh, we, oh, we got a great oh, cast. I mean, T.I.'s interview, <laughs> one of my favorites ever. Yeah. Uh, Therese, I would say uh, he, he made me tear up uh, bare minimum oh. probably four or five times uh, in about three hours. So these, these were some pretty powerful interviews, to put it mildly. Brian, let me ask you a question about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I am, you know, a pretty big guy I was a weightlifter and you know my whole life and all the rest of it but i gotta be honest with you brian unless a grown man tears up they're not really a grown man that's my okay. opinion then uh, then you would have loved sitting next to me at lady gaga's star is born uh, <laughs> i uh i my wife when the lights came up my wife who again she was also tearing up a bit but i had like i mean the a ring around my collar looked like I had fallen into a pool. And my wife looks at me and goes, uh, what the hell is wrong? Like, she didn't believe it was here. Like, she thought, like, the, like the sprinklers were, were leaking or something. Yes, but yes. It was, yeah. So you, you would have loved seeing me after that. No, you're my kind of guy. If if a grown man, oh, my son, our our son, I should say, Catherine, our son Andy on the show, and one of my favorite moments in Andy is he's standing up at the altar getting married, and he started crying because he was so Aww. touched by the fact that he was getting married. I love that about you, Andy. You I know sure that. Sure did. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He was thrilled and of course, about it. Te- Tevin is my. Well, you can't even call Tevin. We haven't gotten Tevin to cry yet. I know Tevin. Uh, when are you going to start crying? Yeah, yeah I'll cry. Ne- you know what? Next week, I'll come in. No, and I'll, I'll, cry, and I'll cry. next right. week. I'll get you to cry. That, that's my out. specialty, by the way. When I do interviews, all the uh, all the story producers and the editors, whenever they get the footage, they're always like. Did Brian get him to cry? Uh, did he get him to cry this time? So that uh, that's my uh, and it's funny at this point because we've been making documentaries like this for I think six years. Like I'm starting to interview people I've interviewed for other shows that we do, and 
like uh, literally sometimes people will sit down now and be like, you're not getting me this time. You're not, you're not, <laughs> I, I hadn't cried in six years uh, and it was my mom's funeral. The last time I cried, you, you're not right. getting me. And then usually if I can get him to cry once I can get him to cry twice. Not that I'm trying to get anybody to cry, but when you ask certain questions and it's, by the way, what I've noticed is it's, it's not always like dark things. Like it's not like I'm like tell right. me about you know right. when your your mom died. It's it's usually not that. Very often when you're talking about little details that led to somebody succeeding and becoming a movie star or a huge director or whatever, like when you remind them of who they were before that moment that changed their lives and made them rich and made them famous. Very often, that's what actually brings the tears out of people, being reminded yeah. of, of who they were and what they actually had accomplished. Isn't that wonderful? That, see, that's a great story right there, Brian. We're talking to Brian Volk Weiss. Uh, icons unearth Fast and Furious. New episodes every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time on Vice TV. Um, an example I was talking about very quickly, 30 seconds. About uh, six months ago, I got a call from this woman. She said, oh, well, I, I don't want to say... I, she was related to the man. She said, my blah, blah, blah is in the hospital. He's not expected to live for another 24 hours. He's a huge fan of yours. And we asked him, is there anything you need before you die? And he said, I'd like to talk to Tom Bernard, if that's okay. I'm a mm. huge fan of him. I mean, how touching is that, first of all? So I got on the phone with him, and we talked. And he was very, very pleasant, very just, you know. So I'm tearing up like there's no tomorrow. He's he's being the tough guy because he's only got one day to live, uh, and he he just did a great job. But I tell you one thing, the amazing thing, Brian, about that was as I finished my phone call with him, and uh, we disconnected, and I got a call about twenty minutes later. It was the woman again saying, "You know, he hung up and died." Oh my God! You're, You're gonna make me cry, <laughs> Brian. I'm telling you, Tevin. Tevin, uh, feeling uh, anything? No, not 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 yet. Yeah, not yet. But but Brian, that's exactly what I'm looking for. In people, I, I we were just talking about you know the news and all the rest of it, and and how people have this hatred and I hate you because you don't agree with me. I hate this and I hate. I don't want to hate anybody, Brian. I want to have people say to me. You know, I'd like to talk to you on the phone. Hey, let's go have dinner sometime. Hey, you know what? Mom and Dad, you do a great... I don't want to hate anybody, and I don't really... I, there are people I dislike, obviously, but I'm not going to waste my energy on the hatred things. Like, oh, my God, you don't agree with my principles, then I, I can't stand you. It's like, where? how did we get there, Brian? Uh, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a complicated topic, but uh, here, here, here's... Uh, do I have two hours? Um, yes, here, you have all the time my, you want, pal. Here's my short and sweet answer. Uh, yeah, social media didn't help. Uh, right. Let's uh, let's start with that. And uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah, that's a simple thing. But you know, to your point about that phone call, you know, I was interviewing. This is about five years ago. You know, it, it it's the beauty of what we do for a living. You know, like talking to the public, interacting with the public, doing something that you know the public sees and touches and experiences i i was interviewing this lawyer um who had worked at kenner which is the toy company that made right. all the star wars figures in the 70s mm -hmm. and 80s and he said something i never forgot which was he said before he went to kenner he was a patent uh lawyer a patent attorney 
at, um, I believe it was Lockheed Martin or Boeing. And he said after he got to Kenner, he was sort of doing the same job. You know, Kenner would have all these patents. He would apply for the patents and he did with all the patent stuff. And like I said, it was sort of the same thing he did at Boeing. But what he said the difference was when he worked at Boeing, you know, he would be on an airplane and he would know like the engine like could operate at a billion degrees centigrade and nobody cared. But when he worked at Kenner, like he could sit, you know, in the plane and someone would say, what do you do for a living? He'd say, I work at Kenner. And they'd be like, wait a minute. Do you make the Star Wars toys? My (laughs) son has every single Darth Vader ever made. And he just it it made him realize. And because he told me the story, it now I took it with me for the rest of my life after that. But like we make a everybody has a job. Right. Everybody makes something. Every working contributes to something. But I feel like we're very lucky and privileged that we make something that people notice they're interacting with. And believe me, I'm sure just like you, I have received my fair share of uh, you've made garbage, Brian. I hate you. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But you forget about that stuff pretty quick, or at least I do. And you really... It's how often does an engineer who made something that everybody uses on planet Earth get a DM on Instagram telling them how they changed their life? If I had to guess zero and people like you and me and your whole family, by the way, um, we get that almost daily. And it's it's a real perk to what we do. No, there's no question about that. See it. Brian, you got to come on more often because you're very open and very honest about your feelings and how things affect you and all the rest of it. That's what we're looking for in people. Instead of hiding behind their political views or their religious views or whatever, why don't you just tell me who you really are and then we'll go from there. I love that. Yeah, I I got nothing to hide. Uh, You know, you like me, great. You hate me, you know, I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, it is what it is. You know, I always fall back on maybe it's because I'm from New York, but... I've met a lot of New Yorkers who are not like this, so uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a New York thing, but it's easy to say it's a New York thing. There you go. You know, one reason that I that I like even more, Brian, is you were telling a story about you know reacting to me and in, in the interview and all the rest of it. And Tom, you would understand this because you've been through this before. Uh, you know, just talking about, and, and I thought you, I assumed you're going to go to, yeah, you know, a lot of people love the show and all the rest of it. You went right to, you know what? I hate you. <laughs> which, <laughs> which Brian, I think is, it's a huge part of, if you're going to be a public figure, there are going to people that hate you just because the sun came up. Yeah, no, I, um, it's, and it's interesting <laughs> again, back to this lovely social media environment we live in, like you, you can really see it in real time, you know, like, uh, you know, we do a lot of, not a lot, but we have two shows that we make about toys, one for Netflix, one for Amazon, and you'll literally get hate mail. And I'm like, why? Who, who is waking up watching a show about <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And by the way, it's easy to just kind of zone out when you hear the term Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because you've been hearing it your whole life. But yes, really yeah. think about what I just said. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and, and you're getting hate mail at three. You know, I'll read it at seven in the morning but the guy it's always a guy sent the the comment at three in the morning and it's like you're up at three in the morning 
angry about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> that, that, that we said the, the green was, I'm making this up, but like green 11 on the chart and you know it's green 12 on the chart. It's like, who cares? Like, geez, you must be I living know. a great life if you're that mad about this. See, that's my exact point, Brian. You must be really miserable all the time, or you must have a great life. Because yeah. to pay that much attention to nothing, you've got a great life, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, my uh, I love toys. Don't get like my yeah. daughter got a C minus on a math test, and uh, like that's what I can't stop thinking about. Nothing in a documentary got me so angry. I had to look up the director on Instagram and then DM him. Uh, hey, you suck. Like, believe it or not, I care a little bit more about my uh, my daughter. But by the way, she is my daughter because no one had more C minuses than me. Uh, I got a lot of friends in your neighborhood, so maybe some are listening and they will be like, "Yeah, Brian really was really bad at math back in the day." But um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm yeah, I got my own problems. I don't need to be mad at documentaries. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. You know, you sit here and you go, my wife is sitting next to me. I adore this woman. Our son's on the show. Tevin, you would be, well, you're not my adopted son. You would. What would you be? I mean, I guess I would say adopted son. We'll call oh, it. Oh, my adopted yeah, son. We'll, okay. we'll unofficial. But, unofficial, you know, yeah. No, it's official now. We made it official. We changed the law and all the rest of it. Yep. But I'm surrounded by people I really love and admire, and, and our daughter usually comes in. Alex I'm, comes in. But I'm here. She's, Oh, she's oh, you are there. Yet. She's done I'm educating the youth. I thought you were, I've been thought you were teaching today. That's because she snuck in. Yeah, I'm teaching later. tomorrow. Brian, meet Alex. Alex, meet Brian. Brian, vote. Hello, Hello, Alex. Hello. I'm, I'm the major crier of the group, so I totally understand. <laughs> I cry you know, multiple times. You know it's not a competition, today. but I could beat you. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. Ever since I had a kid, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. I don't know. I cry all the time. You got problems now, Brian, because whenever I need somebody that talks reality, I'm going to call you and put you on the show, whether you want to be on or not. <laughs> anytime. Anytime, man. I know you got a heart out in two minutes, so I just want to, want to ask you one question. The docuseries include. we're talking, well, Alex, you were here in time, right? Yes. Icons on Earth, Fast and Furious. New episodes every Monday at 9 uh, Eastern, 8 Central on Vice TV. Uh, you mentioned Tyrese Gibson, T.I., Lucas Black, Roger Corman. You've interviewed so many great people, and the list goes on and on, by the way. Is there anybody you couldn't get to come on the show that you'd really like to have on? Um, for Icons on Earth? Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, the easy answer would be to say Michelle Rodriguez or Eva, Eva Mendez. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, and I know this is a little cheesy, but actually it's a lot cheesy, but it, it happens to be the truth. But 
I mean, Paul Walker. I mean, I, yeah. yep. I, I always, I've seen every movie in the theaters, like I, but I'm not like a diehard, crazy, fast and furious fan by any stretch of the imagination. And I never really thought that much about Paul Walker. Having now made this season, I, I mean, I, I'm, I would have liked to have known him. He was a really yeah. good dude. Really, really good dude. And, you know, he's one of these actors that he's this really classically good looking dude who was yep. clueless about it. And like he, he, he just, he didn't understand how good looking he was and how talented he was. He was this like really humble dude. And he wanted Oscars. He wanted to do theater. He really wanted to be a, a thespian. And it, it, I never understood that about him till making this season. And it's, it's, Obviously, a shame what happened to him, but yeah. yeah, that's who I would have loved to have interviewed. Brian, next time there'll be no hard outs. We're going to have you for an hour and a half. That's just, I would that's love just how that. it's going to be. I would love that very much. You do a terrific interview. Brian Volkweiss, ladies and gentlemen, again, new episodes every Monday at 9 o'clock Eastern, uh, 8 o'clock Central on Vice TV. The show's called Icons on Earth, Fast and Furious. Brian, please do come back soon, sir. Thank you. Will do. Thank you all. Stay warm. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he knows where he's talking. That's that's for sure. See, I love guests like him. Brian yes. and I have never met one another, but after 20 minutes, I feel like I've known the guy for 10 years. Don't you love he, that about people? Yeah, he has a lot of energy. He's funny. He's got a lot of energy. He's got a great attitude. He works hard. All that, all the good stuff. So, Alex, what's the latest? So you didn't have to teach today? No, I have to teach tomorrow, and I taught yesterday. Oh, it's tomorrow you teach. Tomorrow. Okay, I'm a... I'm a substitute uh, teacher's assistant for my children's school. That's uh, what he's yep. talking okay. about. And substitute yes. teacher's like assistant, yes. not aid. Sorry. And so well, how, like, really I got that wrong. what do you teach these? Are you, like, teaching them how to draw? Are we teaching them math? What? Uh, it depends on the day. Like, yesterday, I, what did we do yesterday? I... The letter of the week is M, so they had to color in an M and then color in... Um, eyes, nose, and ears for a mouse, different colors, and then they had to cut them out and then glue them on and then write M is for mouse. It's preschool. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so that's that. I wish that was my day. I know. And then like we did, they had to trace because um, they were all working on their, like, being able to write things. So they had trace lines that did different things. And, Yeah. So you had a good time. You know, one thing I'm really, really lucky about, we're, we're, we're talking to Brian Volk Weiss about uh, his TV show and all the rest of it, and we had talked about your mom, and we talked about Andy, and then not knowing that you were there, I brought you up. I'm really glad I didn't uh, say, you know, and our daughter, I'm not that wild about her, so she's not here today anyway. I can't imagine you saying that anyway. Probably not. I know, I almost, like, I... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big crier. I mean, we all know that, but it's... Well, our whole family is, actually. Mm, it's interesting because Andy is so non-emotional to, stoic. to most people. He's quite stoic, and I am very yes. emotional every second of my life. And <laughs> then, But Andy has always, like, he'll cry at certain things. And he's been that way his whole life. Like yeah. things, Andy, like, defend yourself. 
<laughs> how is it? It's not bad to cry. I'm just kidding. He just said, I, I heard Andy say something. I believe this is what you said. You said something, everything's changed since Ethan was born. Yep, definitely. Did I catch that? Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I cried just oh, yeah. as much as I did. But I have always cried a ton, so it's not... <laughs> I feel like when most people have kids, that's how they finally can understand how I've been my whole life a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Tevin, you don't have any children yet. I mean, nope. He's got a dog. That's close. He's got a dog. He's got a dog. Yep, very close. You know what you're going to discover? You do want to have children someday, don't you, Tevin? Uh, yeah, eventually. Okay, because you're going to know one thing that has nothing to do with being a boy or a girl or any of that stuff. That's got nothing to do with it. You aren't going to believe when you hold that baby for the first time how much you love humanity. <laughs> Honest to God, you aren't even going to believe it. That it's even if people tell you how wonderful it is to hold your own child in your arms until you do it. Well, Andy, you just went through it. Until you did it, you didn't know it'd mean that much to you, did it? Did you? I mean, right after the birth, I don't think so. It was a little bit like, whoa. Yeah, we were <laughs> yeah. quite exhausted and tired. Yeah, I don't know. Probably a little shell It took me like yeah. two weeks after Fawn was born to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably about right. Like, For well, the right. first while, yeah. they're just like, well, I don't it's know. Not they even... don't do it. They just kind of like lay there and they barely even well, open their eyes. One it's is like... just trying to keep them alive with yeah, exactly. like very little yeah. resources of how to <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, you know? like, like, I feel like it's... if a strong enough breeze enters the house, it'll kill the kids. So okay, it's, well... Um... <laughs> You know, I think there's. Yeah, I think you get a little shell shocked right after you have a oh, baby. 100%. I mean, it's like such a. It's such a crazy weird. It's quite the thing. process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like, oh. The one pushing them out of your body. Well, yeah. It's like people yeah, always. It's very like, odd. They see these fictionalized depictions in movies and TV, and it's like a lot of it is exaggerated for comedic effect. But what you don't realize is how long it takes. How oh, long like, what for, for some people? The birthing process. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Not me. I was in and out in an hour. <laughs> He's like, all right. Even for you, you know, it's in on TV. It's like they start pushing and then the baby's out within 30 seconds. I mean, that's like, kind of how yes. it was for me. Yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Not 30 seconds. Well, Sage yeah, I've known, I've, three I've known people that have been in labor for 36 hours. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and if yeah. I have that baby. Christy, so, yeah. Christy, my, sister, my sister-in-law was like, she went in and she's like, oh, we're going to have the baby tonight. And so we're like, oh, when we wake up the next morning, we'll hear about the baby. Nope. In labor the whole next day, went to sleep the next night. And we're like, why is this baby not here? And then we woke up the following day and the baby had been born at like 4 a.m. I was like, yeah. really? Almost two <laughs> there days. There you go. Yeah. Ugh. I know. And then I got to the birth center and I was like, okay. You need to fill that tub up because I had them in the tub. <laughs> they were like, go, they're like, baby. well, we just need to make sure. And they're like, okay, fill the tub up. I'm like, I told you. I almost had them in the car. Did you really? Both of them, See, I yeah. Didn't know. Yes. I did not know that. I almost I, had both yeah, of almost in them the in the car. Yep. Good times. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, Tevin, one thing. I got to run by you here as well. Yep. Not having a child yet. Um. And Catherine and Andy and Alex will tell you that, well, Catherine would be number one because she brings it up once in a while. But, and again, Andy was born before Alex. It had nothing to do with being a boy, girl. It's just our first child was born. And Catherine comes home from the hospital after a day or two, and she comes in. She goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? She goes, what are you, you you're like looking at the house and you're going outside. What are you doing? I said, well, you know, now that we have a baby, 
I'm going to have to put the gun turret up on top of the house, and then the razor wire will go all the way around the bottom. Yeah. The bulletproof glass will have to go. <laughs> to go. Yeah, you went right to a very dark place of anxiety. Total anxiety. <laughs> I have to keep this child safe, and that's all right. there is yeah. to it. We have every exit and entrance in our house monitored. I don't. Well, I don't, there you go. I don't get that. And was I was that like somebody like, like did like the doctor say something to you before no, you left the ho- like the hospital and was like, hey, make sure. <laughs> no, like, he's nuts. That's nice. Well, yeah, you are. I have about to warn you, this stuff, baby yeah. was born right. with the forbidden mark, which be- means ninjas will be coming after him. Very <laughs> yeah, <soon>. I, it's, <laughs> because it's not I like this. Know. Obviously, not the same thing. But like when I got my dog, the lady that I got the dog from was like. Hey, make sure for like the first like couple days you don't let him down on the ground in public, otherwise he'll get a disease and die. And what? Jesus. They do Whoa. talk like that now. I was like, what? They're like, oh yeah, he's yeah. gonna get kennel cough and die. Yeah. Okay. My dogs were like street dogs in the <laughs> south. Yeah. And then they were like, thank you, God, that's for taking this it was, dog. It was like the last thing she said to me because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just you know driving back home, you know, probably stop every couple hours, let him out, go pee, mm-hmm. type of thing. And she was like, oh right. my gosh, don't do that. He could get a disease get and die. Distemper or something. Yeah, like yeah. I said, yep. Just and from existing yeah. just in from the existing world. Being a dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. She gave me like she even gave me an example of like a previous dog that she had had that somebody had like taken him to the bathroom at a gas station and he got something and died the next day. So I was like, okay, well, we're just gonna mm. drive what? all the way home. No potty breaks for you. <laughs> no potty yeah. breaks for you. You're out. You know, people. T- I've I've heard that I need to be more paranoid. Like, I'm too trusting. Well, they do tell you to be very paranoid with kids, too, nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah, thing that true. I am, like, really, that get, really stresses me out is when we're in a very large area with lots of people and I don't, like, have eyes on both well, yeah, my that's kids a at all times. Real yeah. fear. That though. really stresses me yeah. out, but that's the only thing. But for yeah. us, it's like, you know, we were steaming bottle parts, boiling pacifiers, all that kind of stuff. I it's never like, boiled a single pacifier. I feel like that's not. <laughs> They tell you to. They say that's a good idea just in case. You never I, like, know. blew it off. And but, yeah, that's what they say now. Well, they you say. you got to sterilize the hell out of everything because, you know, if a kid gets that one. But then you end up with kids with no immune systems. Right. Well, that's only for the first, like, six months. I know, but still, it's like you're supposed to expose them to things He's in the world. being exposed to plenty of things, believe me. Well, now. Eating. He'll find, like, but the first six a piece of, of broccoli life. he dropped last week on the ground. Yeah, delicious. Fantastic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh, yeah. Kids oh, well. Are, well, they don't Sages know. They're just shake, like, yeah. food. Yeah, oh, yes. The, mm-hmm. oh, the garage protein shake. Yep. Gross. <laughs> he found a protein shake that I had left in the garage probably for two weeks. <laughs> And oh. he's like walking oh, the cou- house carrying it, drinking from the straw. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. That can't even it's taste good. Full of mold. It's I don't know. Oh. This is when he was like probably 18 months old. And so he was just like, mmm, beverage. Still young. Why was your 18 month old child just wandering around the garage by himself? Yeah. He was, I was going into the house and he was following after me. Oh, okay. And I had left the protein shake. He just like grabbed shake. it off a shelf. He was helping your of, husband yes. like change yeah. the oil in the car. I mean, yes. They do do that. No, and it's funny because Ethan, he can smell a vegetable a mile away. You can hide a vegetable in his favorite food. He won't eat it. He's like a cat. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, he's got he's got some super instincts. He like sure he loves does. the dog water. He just will not leave the dog water he alone. Dog he water, knows yeah. the sound can, of a dog bowl being placed on the ground three rooms away. I did it away. so sneaky. I like put it down and made sure it didn't make a sound. And <laughs> in he comes running. Yep. <laughs> he knows. Oh my god. 
Excited that? about the dog water. That's, That's like, like Jude needs to drink at some point in his life. Please let him drink. <laughs> Please let the dog drink. You know, kids are weird. All right, I got to ask you guys a question because I just saw this headlines from the Star Tribune. And this could be very, very cool because I have not clicked on the story yet. Um, do you guys have a favorite, would you have called it a dive bar? Now, Alex, is, is it mm. going to be 11 years in March since I gave up the wheel? I think so, yeah. It was is right it before the year? podcast, right? Yeah. 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 So, actually, maybe 12. No, it's 11 because it was right after I met Dan. In August, the podcast will be 11 years old. Yeah. So, so it'll be was 11 it just years before then the podcast? It's just before the oh, podcast. Oh, so yeah, Because I met then. Dan yep. in February. Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow. No. Oh. That's our 11 years since our first date. Wow. Um, I met Dan in February. We started the podcast. No, he, Dad stopped drinking in March. March. Something yeah. March. Yeah. And then we started the podcast in August. There a, you go, It was Tevin. a big so couple months. A big couple months. Tevin never knew me when I was a boozer. Nope. No. Nope. Although I kind of wish he did I did not. after hearing some of the stories. I wish Dan's, like, been... Dan's like, I'm glad <laughs> I had that month, the month. of yeah. knowing all you what it was like. He's like, the, the, I'm glad I had the frame of reference because yep. he's like, or else coming into your family after, after your dad stopped drinking, it's like, you know, like to me, they're always talking about his grandma and how wonderful she was and she was just such yeah. an angel and so wonderful and she died like two years before we met. And so I'm like, I wish I would have known this woman. Yeah. But so it's similar, but I met not Melissa as great. just after her grandma died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. That'll do it. There's so no question. It's a part of it. their life that you'll never really understand, which is like you know, you kind of want yeah. to. Yeah. Especially if they played a very positive role. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Dad, back to your point. Here's the point. Now, the uh, Star Tribune did an article, uh, your favorite, the 15 favorite uh, dive bars in the Twin Cities. And mm-hmm. I don't know why they did this, but their logo for the thing, uh, th- three cans of Ham's beer overflowing. Why? What do you say? Ham's beer? Know, they always, they always do Ham's the beer thing. is a very dive bar yes, it beer. Is. Oh, is it? Is yeah, it? That's like, it's like, I'll put it in the same frame as like a Coors Light. Like really? It's, yeah, okay. it's, huh. like it's so gross. Water in a can. Ugh, we went bowling. We went bowling for a friend's birthday on Sunday, and ever and it was like as much you can drink like during the party. You can get as much like all mm-hmm. no matter what you drink. It's all like within this fee, and mm. everybody got pitchers of Coors Light, and. I was like, I respect I'm, that. Though. I'm good. Like, I don't. <laughs> Dan's like, you sure want. you don't want right. one? And I'm like, absolutely, I don't want one. And then I took a sip of Dan's. So I was like, yep, that confirms. No, thank yeah. you. I'd I have like, no interest. Johnny Walker Blue Label, please. Right. Well, because when I worked yeah. at the House of Comedy, there was a holiday party that came in, and they thought it was open bar, and so one guy oh. ordered like four shots of Johnny Walker Blue, and then we handed him his tab, and he almost had a heart attack. And so oh, I respect dear. the people that are like, I normally drink Coors Light, so it's even if it's an open bar. Coors Light, it is. Yeah. You never know. I don't know. And then I just didn't end up drinking during the... I was the only one that didn't drink during the bowling because I was like, I'm not... I don't want to drink Coors Light. I could have gone to the bar and like got something else, but mm. I'm like, meh, it's too much effort. Right, two things. First, going back to the uh, kids being gross thing. <laughs> Trevor in the chat. Um, I don't want to say anything to give the ending away because the, the ending is the most important part. Um, they yes. were out somewhere... And their kid comes up, and he's got one of those floss picks in his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody um, else's, I'm guessing. Obviously found, found it on, it on the, the ground. floor yep. of an airport. Oh! oh. 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 
probably the worst war there is. That kid never uh, has to worry about getting COVID. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, oh, that's Sage once picked gum off of a park bench. Oh. And he like started, he was like putting it in his mouth yeah. with his hand. And I was like, ah! Yeah, I was nope. quite worried about our Sagey for a little while there. He would lick, <laughs> just, he would just lick, He'd lick, lick benches. Lick. Yeah. Park Still benches. Does. We were at the zoo. Fences. We were at the zoo on Monday and he, every, there's like hand railings around mm-hmm. everything to keep the kids oh, from like crawling in. And he just sits there looking at the animals with his mouth on the handrail ah. open. Yeah. And there, one of his friend's dads is a zoologist at the zoo, mm-hmm. oh, and his son was doing it too, and he was like, boys, do, do not put on <laughs> Just start putting on like, these hand He's like, do not do this. Start putting hot sauce on everything. I know. I was oh, like, we're just going to have to like, vinegar wipe Ugh. every surface. Get that surface better apple spray. So Sage won't lick it. I don't know. Why? He has a good immune system, though. I, I don't must. know. He yeah. gets we rid of stuff quickly. We've also got Dave on the phone. Dave, not officer anymore. So what? Oh, I thought it was Citizen Dave. What's no. up? It's civilian clothes, man. Civilian oh, civilian day. Although technically, cops are civilians, civilian right? We are. Yes, yeah. we are not. We are a paramilitary. It is a paramilitary organization, technically, but yeah, we're not actually like soldiers or anything. Right. So, yep. I'm calling to defend my beer. Tevin, you are so lucky I am in Arizona right now. I knew I was going to piss somebody off. I, I literally, man, I would be on my way to St. Louis Park to wring your neck. Oh, <laughs> wow. Ham's like Coors Light, kind of? No, no. Okay, your Coors Light, your light beers, your Miller Lights, your Coors Lights, all those light beers. They run about 4.2% alcohol by volume. Right. Your hams, your paps, those kinds of beers, they run closer to 5% alcohol by volume. So, you know, when the ice beer craze was like everything was ice this, ice that, well, your hams and paps beers were were uh, already there. It's like big deal. You know, right. your ice beer. Take your yeah. ice beer and stick it where the sun don't shine, you know? So. <laughs> Dave's in a good mood today. <laughs> I'm going to kick hey, your ass and then shove it up here. Okay. <laughs> it's in 65 degrees and sunny, and I'm standing here looking at the mountains just south of, or just north of Lake Havasu City. So it's like, whatever. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful might, out there, no doubt. I might never come back to Minnesota. I might never come back. Oh, you've decided? Oh, it's so gorgeous here. We went down to Tombstone, Arizona, oh, um, sure. because I'm a big white or speak. And went down, and I got to actually physically hold the uh, Buntline special that Kurt Russell used in the movie. That big, that big long gun he got right. with the peacemaker right. given to Wyatt Earp. I got the, I got a picture of holding that gun. Um, ran into a friend of mine from 25 years ago. We built each other's houses. It's just like random. Ran into these people. It's like this is phenomenal. But you're only what 30 miles from the Mexico border down there it's kind of kind of sketchy a little bit nowadays but oh no i i love arizona yeah it's a great place arizona is really really nice no question about it Uh, Catherine's parents lived there for the the last few years of their lives and they they enjoyed it right yep Yep. i i don't know it's uh that one one of those states where there's a lot of really cool stuff um but 
the fact that my parents lived there and I used to go it's, visit them there. Yeah, I kind of just don't want to go there anymore. I totally can understand. Yeah. I totally understand that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's true. No. All right, we'll come back home, though. So, we, we need you to come back home, too. Although, since I'm going to be doing not one but two podcasts now, you can live anywhere on Earth you want to because it's available. I understand that. I can't, I can't wait to start listening to both of them. It's going to be great. So, a week from go. Monday, week from Monday, February 20th, is the very first morning show podcast. So that'll be great. That's going to be it. awesome. Okay, before you go, we need to find out what's going to be favorite. phenomenal. Like, if I had a favorite dive bar, and I don't know what would qualify as a dive bar, because I never really hung out in any filthy bars. That's not what a dive bar is, is it? What is a dive bar? No, it's not. A, that's, a dive bar is just one of those places that's not corporate. It's not. Yeah. There isn't any oh. thrills there, basically. I like to think of a dive you bar know, where you can play pull tabs. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. That's, you know why yeah. that's funny? It's funny because the logo of the Ham's beer that's overflowing, right in front of the three Ham's beer cans are three pull tabs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, so you nailed actually, it, Devin. The, the, Ham's, the Ham's group that I follow, they already, we've already been commenting on that. And oh, I can't look at it because I don't subscribe to the Star Tribune, so it's like whatever. But, yeah, well, it is what it is. My so, favorite, my favorite. But, yeah, Ham's is, What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ramble. Nah, that's all I ever do is ramble anyway, so it all works out in the end. Uh, when I first started the Cakey Morning, Morning Show 38 years ago, or whatever the hell it is now, it will be 38 years in April, but or I guess it'd be more long than that because that was 1982, the first year I was there. But in any case, um, now I lost my train of thought. Damn it. What was I? Oh! So I'm talking about the Star Tribune and all the rest of it. It's been Minneapolis paper for years, Twin Cities paper, along with uh, you know the Pioneer Press in St. Paul. But so I still read the Star Tribune on a daily basis because I always have and always will. And a guy calls in and he goes, "Why do you read the Star Diaper?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, you, "You talk about reading the Star Diaper all the time." I said, "Why do you call it the Star Diaper?" And he goes, "Well, that's easy because there ain't nothing but shit in it." Oh. <laughs> It's kind of negative, I thought. Well, we called, we called it the Red Star and all that stuff when we were Oh, the Red Star. Yeah. All right. Somebody yep, just came the across Red the border. Red Star. Yep. Somebody just came across the border. You better <laughs> apprehend them. Yeah, that was an old pickup truck. A 1978 Chev just went by. It was like, man, it's good to see them things on the road. I agree. All right. We'll get back home soon, Pally. We'll do. We'll be back on late Friday night, so I'll mm. be back to annoying the crap out of you again. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. And I'll give Hams another try for Take you. it easy. Love y'all. <laughs> oh, you too, Good Pally. man, Kevin. Good man. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. 
I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a 350,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant i guess i'm gonna have to try ham's beer one well, of these days. Good. I, I only like, like um, beer. beer with pizza. Yep. And, yeah, that's a good combo. And, and uh, like sushi or Chinese, Chinese food. food. Yeah. Yeah, Chinese food's mm-hmm. good. Otherwise, I don't like just like I'm just not beer. a fan of beer, beer really. Beer in the summer with like when say, like the grills out. That, yeah. That's yeah, what it yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say yeah. my I barely drink beer in the mm. winter and in the summer, it, my beer intake goes much mm. higher. I have like a pack of Guinness a year. It's about all I got in me. There you go. Catherine? Yes. If you had a favorite dive bar, what would it be? A favorite dive bar. Mm-hmm. And the same I, for Andy, Alex, I don't and Tim. Go to bars, I don't know what that would be. You didn't hang around any dance club dives back in the day? A billion years ago. Well, and yeah, they're know, all but... torn down for a highway mm-hmm. for a highway. <laughs> so, so you no. don't really have one. No, I, yeah, no. All right, Andy, what's your favorite dive bar? I don't know if I've ever been All in a dive bars bar. bars that you usually <laughs> So there you go. We're 0 for 2 with Catherine <laughs> and Andy. Alex, your favorite dive bar? Well, I guess it well, depends on what you would consider a dive bar. Because in my mind. Is that Paul Taps? <clears throat> yes. Well, then there you go. But I feel like a dive is a little <laughs> bit more, like, I don't know. Like, like they might not, not even have food. And like, no, no, okay, all like okay, cash the under one up the to kind of situation. The one the, on the way up to Katie and Dana's cabin that we stopped at. The 10 spot? Well, 10 spots. Oh, yeah, I would say that that's a dive yeah, bar. Yeah, but in a good way, though. Yeah, well, I don't think, I think most dive yeah. bars are. Because, like, like, there's, good. I have a place by my house that is really great, and they have great food, and I go there for like their nachos and their veggie burgers and stuff. You can say but their they name. have pull tabs, but I don't know if they'd like to be considered a dive oh, bar. Also, I don't think that I dive think bar a dive is a negative connotation no, anymore. Okay. Like, I think, no, like, you, Alex, most yours people wouldn't, now take pride sorry, in it. Sorry, go ahead. Your, yours wouldn't be because it's really a restaurant. Yes. Right? But it has pull yeah. tabs, so I'm like, oh, Yeah, no. but it's really a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, See, to explain I it. I don't go anywhere I... just to like sit and drink. <laughs> 
It's not no. really my scene. Um, to explain what we're talking about here, this the bar that I picked is my favorite dive bar of all time. I loved that place, and I've never been in any other bar more than that bar in my entire life. And we'll get to it. But, no, I didn't dislike this bar. I loved this bar, and that's why it's my favorite dive bar. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. Okay, so, Alex, did you come up with one? No, I don't know any. Okay, zero. Tevin, what do you got? Ray J's. And it's... I don't know if it's considered a dive bar because there's multiple locations. I think there's three locations, but there's one in yeah. Northeast. Best wings you'll ever eat in Minneapolis. Mm. See, there you go. Better than Monte Carlo? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, really? I like their wings a lot. Is it named, right, so by, we, or is it named after Ray J. Johnson? Maybe. You can call him Ray or you can call him Jay. We'll, we'll go with yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> call him whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, what we're doing here, ladies and gentlemen, Star Tribune has listed the 15 top dive bars in the in the state of Minnesota. Uh, Andy and Alex stayed out of the mix. So we got uh, Tevin's got Ray J's. Catherine's got the 10 spot. And that's in what, Randall, Minnesota? Yes, and because that's the only dive bar I know. So <laughs> that's why it's my favorite. I'm it's trying to think of place. the one where Colette used to work at. We have a couple listeners. I never went to it, but I guess oh, I like listeners? it because okay. they employed Colette. Let's see. Uh, Darren Cotton says the CC Club. Yeah. Oh, so the CC Club's like very that is. Oh, yeah, CC Club. That's over so in Northeast Lindale. as well. Yep. Tire Carver says the old location for bunnies in St. Louis Park. Oh, bunnies. Oh, God, <laughs> the old now. location. Yeah. Uh, Trevor had Ground Zero in River Falls, or was in River Falls. Apparently dive, dive bars don't live too long, do they? Well, some of them. Half that's of them very, have been torn true. down, though, we talked about. And they all usually have the, the <clears throat> same bartender that's been working there for 15, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Well, the diviest bar that I've ever been in is that place when on the way home from Duluth, remember? We pulled in to get, it was like white fish, smoked white fish. And we're oh, like, we yeah. have to get Andy no, some smoked white fish. That wasn't on the way home from Duluth. That, that wasn't was with like, you. That wasn't with you. That This was with Dad. Aren't you talking about the place with the bras on the ceiling? Yeah. Were yeah. you there? That's I was there. A dive oh. <laughs> it wasn't a bar. Sorry, I got my. Oh, okay. It was a bar. It was a bar? Yeah, it was a bar with, yeah, and, it, and over oh, all yes, of the yes, light yes. fixtures, there was women's underwear and bras. Yes. That's. Sounds like a cop bar. Was it called Duffy's? Um, what? Was no. Co- no. I don't no. think so. No. It was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I know you guys and Dan went in because I stayed in the car. I think Fawn was a baby. Oh. It was when we went up to Duluth because Dan was in the roller ski race and then Dad showed up. Okay. Remember? <clears throat> and because he was like, I'm not going, I'm not going. Oh, and then all of a sudden right. we were eating dinner and he was there. And it was like, what? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was then. And then everybody was like, oh, you have to get smoked fish from this one place. But then there was a knockoff version oh. of that place. And ev- and you all oh. walked out like you were going to vomit. I was like, what just happened in gross. that restaurant? <laughs> not yeah. that bad, huh? It was weird. Okay, give me. I'll, I'll give you the list of what we have so far, and then I'll read the actual list from the Star Tribune. I haven't seen it yet. I've kept the logo up, so I haven't seen the list yet. We got Trevor Ground Zero. We got uh, Tire Carver Bunnies, the original Bunnies location. Uh, Darren has uh, the CC Club. Now he's not talking to one about the one over there on uh, what is it, Lindale and like Twenty Sixth and Lindale, Twenty Sixth and Hen- Hennepin. Yeah. One of, All he said uh, was CC I thought, Club. I think there's one in Northeast. Maybe it's the Yacht Club. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Tevin went with Ray J's. Andy and Alex ducked the, uh, ducked the uh, spot. Or Stanley's. Stanley's is good. 
Stanley's good over there. Darren yeah, says Lindale. Oh, so it is 26 in Lindale? Must be. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I think he's absolutely right. Yeah, it is 26 in Lindale. He's right. Uh, Catherine went with the 10 spot up in Randall, the bar we just absolutely love. Mom and, mom and the kid. Yeah, great burgers. And then I went with the legendary... When they closed it finally in North Minneapolis on West Broadway and Penn Avenue, it was called Delisi's then because it had been sold. But it was originally, for most of my life, it was Howie's Bar in North, in North Minneapolis, right on West Broadway. Loved that place. But if it's a dive bar, that's the mm. one I'd go with. Okay, you ready? Palmer's is on this list, too. Palmer's? Okay. I'm ready. The 15 best dive bars in the Twin Cities, these iconic watering holes serve up cozy familiarity and community alongside good food and proper pores. So they're saying in themselves, even though they're called dive bars, they do a great job. Cozy, familiar, yeah. community spirit, good food, proper pores. So it's a good thing to be a dive bar. Yep. So that's a good thing. Okay, here we go. The 15 best dive bars in the Twin Cities. Number, should I go with number one or 15? Do we Let, go that Let's way? go 15 first. 15 I first. I will not okay, have heard of any of these, so the order is not terribly important. You haven't heard of any of them? I No. I'm excited. No. Yeah, but you're not a, you're <laughs> not like, a big right. drinker. The only bar I can name is the Pickled Parrot. Yep, because that's... Yeah, there you go. There because was you a... used to wear the Pickled Parrot jacket yeah. when I was like, they, what, 12, if that. And I gave it away at the airport. That's All right. Is. is this the one I'm thinking? Uh, Whitey's Old Town Saloon. Oh, Whitey's, uh, I think yes. That's, that's... I know where that is. Terrible name for a bar. That's uh, people that go to the... <laughs> It is. Everybody hey, that Whitey. I knew that went to the U went to Whitey's a lot. Hmm. I've always, like, I used to drive by it all the time, wanted to stop in, but it just felt wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I went to Whitey's <laughs> today. Who? Quick story. You have who seen is the, the name of this <laughs> yeah, place, right? Yeah. Who is the head basketball coach for years, a black man in America today, head basketball coach at the University of Minnesota? To, uh, Tubby Smith, right? Yep. Yeah, like you're talking about, like, came from Kentucky back in yep. the day, like 2008. I, because I've known Whitey for a long, long time, right? He tells me this great story that, that Tubby Smith would come in and eat lunch there every day. And finally, after about two, three weeks of being in town, he looks at the owner, Whitey, and says, man, we got to do something. I can't keep calling you Whitey every time I come here, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Tubby was a great guy. I, I liked him a lot, actually. Okay, so we've got Whitey's Old Town Saloon. we got Tapper's Bar. Where's Tapper's Bar? I don't know that one. I've never heard of it. I don't know that one. Oh, they got Heggie's Pizza, so it's got to be up uh, there by Elk River, I am assuming. Oh, no, it's it's actually West St. Paul, 879 Stryker Avenue. And by the way, that Whitey's Old Town Saloon is the one on, on 400 Hennepin Avenue uh, east in Minneapolis. It's that one there. Uh, then you got the Spot Bar. Oh, the Spot! Of course, I know the Spot Bar. The first time we stepped into the spot, every neck craned around to access the newcomers in the doorway. The West 7th Bar is the embodiment of the old-timers in the neighborhood. Yeah, Spot Bar is a great bar. I don't know this one. Skinner's Pub on Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Anybody know Skinner's? Nope. Nope. I do not. Number 11, Shaw's Bar and Grill. That's, That's on, where uh, Colette used to work. Oh, she, Colette worked at 1528 she University worked. Avenue Northeast. As long as it's Shaw's, that's where she worked. Shaw's Bar, she worked there. So it made number 11. Didn't make the top 10, but it made 11. So that's good. Number 10 is Meteor. I've never even heard of Meteor. No. Meteor, it's 2027 North 2nd Street in in Minneapolis. Where the hell? I don't even know. Where where the hell would that even be? 20th Mm. North 2nd Street in Minneapolis? 
So it's got to be right on the just off the Mississippi River in North Minneapolis, yeah, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of where the hell that would be. I don't know where Meteor even is. And it's in North Minneapolis, it looks like. Merlin's Rest, I've never heard of that one either. Mm-mm. Ever heard of that? Nope. 3601 East Lake Street. Then we got May Slacks. Yeah, baby. Ah, uh, yes. One of my favorites of all time. I loved going to May Slacks back in the day. You guys go to May Slacks ever? No. I have not, no. Is it still around? Uh, I guess are all these still around, current? Yeah, May Slacks is still there. I was just there. You know who, why I always, when, I, when I go to May Slacks, when I have a, have a meeting with all the coppers, the cops love to go to May Slacks. So whenever a friend of mine, Tony, would call me or, you know, Bob or one of the cops would call me, hey, we're all getting together for lunch. You want to come over? We always go to May Slacks, which is very, very cool. I love that place anyway. Manning's Cafe. 2200 Como Avenue Southeast in Minneapolis. Mention Manning's Cafe to many former gophers, and there's a likely story to follow them. Uh, them and their mates grabbing massive schooners of beer before a game. Before a game. That's oh, really people nice. People pre-game yeah. like crazy. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I knew this one would be on this list. There it is right at 1013 Front Street in St. Paul. Halftime wreck, baby. Halftime wreck. It is, uh, matter of fact, that's the big KQ dive bar. Oh, is it? Yeah, they, people at KQ love that bar. It is a good bar. It's a great place, as a matter of fact. Then you got Grumpies. We knew that would be mm-hmm. on there. So not one of us has hit a home run so uh, far. Not shocking. Uh, there was a time when we were lucky enough to have three Grumpies locations, each with its own vibe and signature. Well, that's when Tony Benincasa owned them, I believe. that Tony. It was Grumpies that Tony owned, I believe. Went to uh, St. Joseph's School with him in North Minneapolis when I was a kid, and he, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. Number four, Dusty's Bar and Dago's. I used to go uh, a lot of Saturdays and meet John Hines at Dusty's Bar and Dago's. And by the way, it, there's a huge sign. There are two of them, as a matter of fact. I'm looking at them right now. It's right across the street from where the Grain Belt Brewery used to be. Oh, right, yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. Dusty's Bar and Dago's, only in northeast Minneapolis, would you call a bar Dago's and get away with it? Yes. <laughs> Dago's, isn't that a... And they're talking about the sandwich, the Italian yeah. sandwich. I don't know. I've seen Dago's on a menu before. You have? Yeah, I have. All over Jesus. the place. So it's okay to besmirch Italians and that's that's the only one? I- all right, this next one's going to be tough to take because my brother Troy was a bartender there for uh, years. Yeah. Cuzzy's Bar. The North Loop has oh, changed yes, drastically since Cuzzy's opened in 1995. My brother Troy was a bartender there. and You know, he's been dead for three years already. I know. Jesus, I can't even I've believe that. I've actually been to Cuzzy's. I love so Cuzzy's. I was there for like 10 minutes, and then I was like, I'm... Don't want to be here anymore, so I left. Was it, loud? Was it too loud? Well, we were. it was during a bachelorette party, and we were staying in the North Loop. And we went out to dinner, and then we went to, like, the Marvel Bar that has since closed. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, let's keep going in more places, and let's go to Cuzzy's. And we walked over there, and I was like, I am dressed too nicely to be I in this place. Cuzzy. Like I was just like, no, this is not for me. Because it's what? just, I don't know. And that was, like, at the, the this was... 2014 and I don't know I'm just I never was in the like I want to go to a bar and have random men talk to me no thank you please don't look at me I'm going to go somewhere else wow it's cuzzies no, though no thank you not my scene alright a lot of people go there before twins games I know that oh yeah that's 
walking distance from walking distance to the twins. Yep. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. It showed up. Uh, Darren nailed it. The only one on the list so far. Well, the original bunnies made it too. They didn't. I think so. But in any case, uh, it's the CC Club is number two. Oh, look at that. Damn. Darren was <clears> one off. Good. Darren was one off the best of all time. My favorite CC Club story is I go in there one time, and there's a guy in there. He's probably, and this was, God, 25 years ago probably. This guy's sitting at the bar. He looks like he's probably late 70s, so he's probably like 47 because he drank so much, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Like 47-year-olds who drink a lot look like they're 75 years old. They just do. But he's sitting there, and he, he orders a pitcher of beer. And I, I'm sitting like two stools down. Hey, give me a pitcher of the best pour of beer over here. So he brings over the pitcher and puts down a glass. The guy goes, I don't need the damn glass. Straight <laughs> picks up. What? He picks up the pitcher, makes a sign of the cross with it, and says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Wow. And starts chugging her right out of the pitcher, baby. <laughs> Sounds like Frank Gallagher. Wow. <laughs> exactly. The pitcher is apparently about four pints. Yeah. Four. Don't take a amount. look at yourself, sir. Oh, I love that so oy, much. Oy, oy. How many drinks is a pint? Is um, it... Uh, like cans of beer, how many? Can, like if you pour like, what's one beer drink of beer? How many ounces is that? A um, like can a, of beer, like twelve ounces. <clears throat> you can get a pint like twelve of or beer sixteen is like the size. No, so it's only four drinks. That's nothing. <laughs> no, it's, it's more just the visual of drinking out well, the. How pitcher. do you fit that in your stomach? Is the real question. Well, All at once? Well, yeah, your stomach expands. <laughs> I guess his must have. Unbelievable. The number one dive bar in the Twin Cities, Payne Avenue. That's not a surprise that it's on Payne Avenue. The Payne Avenue gathering spot is the fruition of a dream of two longtime industry veterans, Molly and Thomas LaFleche. Uh, there's an ease to the passage of time as you uh, lean into the lip of this old bar and take in the vintage beer signs, Brunson is the number one. It's at 956 yeah, Payne Avenue. No one even mentioned that. Nobody yeah. even mentioned Brunson. It's the number one. Do you want to hear Although funny? we do have Dive Donald. Bar. He's been waiting patiently on the phone. Maybe that's what he was going to say. Oh. Donald. Well, now that he knows, he could lie. Hey. I was like, yes, of course. That's what I meant. <laughs> He's probably here to defend Ham's beer as well. <laughs> probably. What's going on, Pally? Not much. How are you guys? We're doing extremely well. We just went down 15 really good dive bars. I loved hanging around Howie's. I, I really did. I Love it. That one that you were talking about on uh, North 2nd Street, I think that was the old stand-up Franks. Oh, that's the one. Wow. Yeah, stand-up Franks. That was a great bar. Many got stand-up yes. Franks. There, many, many a person was asked to leave after drinking at stand-up Franks. I'll tell you that. Well, would anybody agree that a dive bar is a living, breathing piece of a local and vibrant community, an unapologetic, <laughs> unflinching cornerstone of real life, well, lived in and frequented by real people? They can feel gritty or classic or dusty or timeless. Anyone agree? Oh, my God. I would agree with that. Well, <laughs> I would agree with I that. I would agree. Oh. Unbelievable. Boy, there's many odes to the dive bar. Yeah, Ray J's. You were talking about that. <laughs> What about Ray J's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ray J's. That's, that's owned by the Jacob Brothers. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, the Nyes. 
Yeah. Right. And I think yeah, it was she... named after uh, their uncle that owned the 101 on Broadway. Or no. Yeah, Broadway. Oh. Really? God, these yeah. are great. See, I just these are great stories because I, you know what, I should have known by looking at that address that that was Stand Up Frank's. I'm really glad you called in because I should have re- recognized because Stand Up Frank's. That was another place over there, yeah. there uh, over there on Washington Avenue and Broadway. Basically, is where it is. There were so many great bars over there. Ike's was in the same neighborhood for many, many years. What was the oh, name yeah. of the strip joint that, that it's now just sitting there empty? What was that called again? DJ's. Oh, BJ's. Yeah. <laughs> what a name for a strip bar. BJ's. Yeah, okay, really. well. <laughs> it all worked out. Another yeah. very quick story. I'm playing golf uh, many years ago out in, the, out in the exurbs, and the owners of BJ's came in, and I was talking to them a little bit and said hello. Very, very nice people, both of them, the dad and the son. Very, very nice people. But the one thing I did notice when it, when they paid their tab they paid it all in $1 bills. Gee, I wonder where you got all those $1 bills with all those strippers at the bar. <laughs> like, what? Isn't that phenomenal? Yeah, sometimes when I worked at TCF, young women would come in and deposit like $300 in ones. Really? And it was always like, hmm, I wonder where you got that. Those never happened were to probably me more, more than likely servers, because I believe like strippers would probably be depositing like $3,000. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's well, God, nice. that would take all day. Put it through the counter. I, I love that. That's magnificent news. I'm very, very happy to hear about it. In any case, so, uh, well, thank you for calling in about stand up, Franks. I should have known right from yeah. day one. I should have known. But, but what I was the hell? letting you know about Ray J's as, as owned by the Jacob Brothers. Yeah, I had no idea that was true. No question about that. But So, where did you grow up? Yeah. Did you I grew grow up, up in North- northeast. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. And then I, and then I went to North High. I graduated from that place and spent all four years there. At North High three School. Years. Yeah. I was going to say, the four years you must have had to repeat one of the years because it was only tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. Yeah, I had to correct myself. <laughs> that many of public education you gotta love it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Well, thank you, sir. Have a magnificent day, but thanks for calling in about stand-up Franks. Great yeah. memories. All right, hey, Pally, we'll talk to you. Have a great to... day, and I'll finish listening. Thank, thank you, you very much, sir. We appreciate Bye. your listenership. Bye. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. So see, look at the look at the culture we've uncovered here. Good old Minnesota the culture, the, drinking. Well, 
now that we know that dive bar definition is very it's a good thing. hoity-toity. It's a hoity-toity thing. Hoity and toity. Mm-hmm. I suppose you're right about that. No question about it. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I don't think any of those bars surprised me. Did any of them surprise you that they were on the list? No. No, I mean, I haven't heard of a few of say. them. But like, I yeah. feel like uh, what's Palmer's Bar? I feel like that's a very popular... Like, where is that? That's over by like, uh, what are the people that they call it the crack stacks, the buildings with like all the colorful things in the windows over. Oh, Cedar Riverside. Yeah, that area. Yeah, I feel oh, like that's a very okay. like oh. old school popular bar that I'm surprised didn't make the list. But you know, other than that, I think that pretty much everything oh. looks good. What 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 were some? Sergeant Preston's would be a dive bar, wouldn't it? Mm. Or is it still there? Is that still there? No. no. Well, I don't know if it is or not. I shouldn't say that. Uh, it's probably and not Bullwinkles, called... all those were probably dive bars yeah. at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. Um, a lot of the twins back in the old days when they first moved downtown to the uh, to the uh, Metrodome, they, they used to hang out at uh, Bullwinkles all the time. Did they? Yeah, they were in there quite often, let me put it that way. <laughs> So what else is happening? I Alex almost, joined us. What's that? I said I almost got kicked out of Bullwinkles. Why did you get kicked out of Bullwinkles? I was playing Ms. Pac-Man a little too loudly. <laughs> loudly? <laughs> My friend and I were just really having a contest, and it was quite intense. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, out of Bullwinkles. Come on. Well, ridiculous. Yeah, I suppose. That oh, my God, it's 44. Sure is. 11.44. Is yeah. there a significance to that number? Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'm on the wrong time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been off all day. I haven't been sleeping well. Oh, so you thought it was you thought Yeah, it was I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Oh, no, it's 12.44. Well, not. We've gone over. No, we not haven't. Not where it counts. That's all we're saying. No, we so what else is happening? Anything else big in the news today? Oh, by the way, Catherine and I watched a movie last night that you guys might enjoy. The first half hour, it kind of sets <clears throat> sets everything up, so it's like it drags a little bit in the first half hour. It's a at a British movie starring what's his name Hugh Hugh Bonneville. Oh, Hugh Bonneville. That's Papa. right. Papa. Papa from Downton Abbey. But oh. uh, he stars in it, and it's called I Came By. Mm-hmm. And oh. I'm about to. It, Oh, you've seen it? I th- I believe so. Is that the one where he like paints on like the wall or something like breaks yep. into their house? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, you Great. saw it? Yeah, I loved it. Really? Well, didn't you like it? What? No, was it out at theaters? No, it's on. I think it's on like Hulu or Netflix oh, okay. or something. Like I streamed it somewhere. Oh. Okay. So you liked it too, though? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah we still... thought it was terrific. We thought it was really, really good. As a matter of fact, uh, Hugh Bonneville is one hell of an actor. Well, everybody in it was terrific. As a matter of fact, didn't you think? Yes, yeah, it was well cast. No question about it, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, and I learned something new. I did not know that. Uh, what, what what were they called? Not graffiti artists, graffiti writers. So it's like a genre. No, yeah, I can't of remember. Graffiti. You're right, though. Yeah. They have their own name. I did not know. What are you gonna do? I just looking at some of the headlines in the news this morning, and it's just, oh, my God. Man accused of stealing zoo monkeys and abandoning them in an old abandoned uh, uh, building uh, says he'd do it again if he'd had the chance. 
Why are you stealing monkeys from the zoo? He's probably popping some pills. You think that's what it is? Spare time. I'm yeah. thinking. Especially if he's abandoning them and not like yeah. it'd be one thing if he was like, "Oh, I really want a monkey. I stole it from the zoo and now it's my pet." But oh, yeah, right. Well, plus you find out monkeys are high maintenance. Oh pets. yeah, they sure are. Yeah. No, no, thank you. They're gross. Another, yeah, they are they're gross. They're gross. Another big story, Tevin. Are you are you an NBA fan? I don't even know if you are. Or not. Uh, yeah, I enjoy the enjoy the basketball. Let's all LeBron. Are you going to talk about LeBron? I'm going to ask you about LeBron. Did you see it? Um, I did not see it, but yeah, he passed Kareem for the scoring title yesterday. Uh, and they stopped yep. the game. Like so, before the game, they knew obviously like he's going to break it at some point this year, and it was most likely going to happen yesterday. And yeah. so they had like practice like walkthroughs for what they were all going to be doing when he broke the scoring title and so they were like if it was like we're gonna stop the game for like five minutes unless it's you know fourth quarter or overtime and so yeah they like did walkthroughs before the game which i thought was kind of kind of weird made it feel yeah i agree with you so they had to have streamers and confetti on standby yep Wow. Yeah, and like after the game, like he was doing his post game interview and he had like a special backdrop that had his face on it and oh, for the award. So, which was nice. Cool. Obviously, it's a huge accomplishment, but yeah, that was very uh, well produced by the NBA. For me, basketball stopped existing when Michael Jordan retired. <laughs> That's a while ago now. The, well, he was one of like he, the four basketball players I've ever <clears throat> cared about. Yeah. Yeah. And why did you care about Michael Jordan? I don't remember he you caring great. about Because I yeah, was no. made to, because I was an impressionable <laughs> child. I just he don't remember everywhere. you watching. I was going to say, oh. when Michael Jordan was in his heyday, like, you young. could not escape No, he was Michael everywhere. Jordan. He was literally everywhere. Yeah, it's like you know, in the skateboarding. It's like, you know, name a skateboarder. Most people are going to say Tony Hawk. Exactly. It's, yeah. He was yeah. the same way with basketball. Yep. He was yeah, basketball. That is very, very true. I only got to meet him one time. He was out at Spring Hill one time, and he seemed pleasant enough. But I have a great story about that if you want to. I won't say who the pro was. We were playing with a, a professional golfer. And uh, we're going to tee off and all the rest of it. And Michael asked the professional golfer if he wanted to gamble. Of course he did. And he, he said, well, yeah, I mean, it all depends. So, so you want to gamble? And Jordan goes, yeah, I, I always gamble when I play golf. So you want to bet? And he goes, yeah, let's have a bet. And he says to, says to Jordan, what's your handicap? And Michael Jordan says, I'm a two. And the professional golfer said, if you're a two, I'll bet you for every house and car you have. <laughs> kind of a shot, don't you think? Yeah. Well, And golf is like one of those weird sports where like everybody thinks they can – like especially athletes, they think like, "Oh, I'm good enough to compete with these professionals." And then once you yeah. see the professionals actually go out and do it in person, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is, this, I'm not even close. Like I shouldn't, de- I shouldn't even be out here." Right. No. Yeah. That's exactly it. And that's every sport. I don't, I don't know if you can call weightlifting a sport. Probably isn't a sport, but that's another one. People think they're really, really, really strong, and then somebody who is really, really, really strong comes in, and it's mm-hmm. like. You can forget about it. There's always someone stronger out there. That's true. So if you make your entire personality being the strongest guy in your town or your state or whatever, eventually someone's going to come along and then you're not going to have anything. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is, too. There's always, no matter what you're really good at, there's always somebody better. So calm down. Trying to be the best is just not a smart thing to do. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. It's just uh, it, and the really, really strong, tough people I've known in my life were always laid back about it. They never talked about how strong they were, how tough they were. They just didn't ever bring it up. Which, if you really are it, you aren't. You aren't going to bring yep. it up a whole lot because it's just a fact, right? Right. The people that have to tell you how strong they are usually aren't, or like how good they are at X, Y, Z. Usually aren't really as good as they're trying to inflate. Well, yeah, if you know you're extremely good, you don't go around saying it. Right. It's just like it goes without saying to you. Right. Like LeBron James doesn't go around like, "Hi, I'm LeBron James. I'm really, really good at basketball." No, we already know you're good at basketball. You don't have to tell us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, I just like to report that it is uh, February eighth, twenty twenty-three, and once again, Catherine let me down. Typical. Oh, I, no. I look up at the news uh, wire, and uh, somebody has won a seven hundred fifty-four million dollar Powerball, and it's not Catherine. Uh, I forgot to buy tickets. Uh, see, there you go. See, I don't even realize that these things are happening, and then somebody's like, either. "You get a Powerball ticket?" I'm like, "For what?" Yeah, really. No. Once it gets to like well over a billion, then I'm interested. <laughs> okay. Well, and then your chances of winning are there yeah. by yeah. a billion. Well, that's the other thing is, yeah, yeah the, the higher, higher it gets, gets, the more people buy tickets, which right. lowers your odds. Yep. So, right. I mean, yeah, the uh, opportunity cost never really improves. No. Yeah, that's right. What aren't your chances like one in four hundred million or something? Well, like it depends that. on how many people buy the tickets. Right. right. Yeah, but something they're never better than yeah, one in several, at least several dozen million. Oh. Oh, I think it's a lot higher than several dozen million, actually, even. I mean, it's just flat-out luck. These people that, oh, I play it because I've got a scheme. I'm Your scheme sure you do. Even... Right. <laughs> you got a scheme on how to win the Powerball, do you? Uh, odds of, okay. The odds of winning the Powerball by getting all numbers and the red Powerball is about 1 in 300 million. Oh. Well, yeah, there you go. Three hundred million. That's not as so, bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, so buy a couple today. How much is a Powerball ticket? Is it a dollar? Two bucks, I think. Two bucks. Uh, so, with a six hundred million dollar jackpot, if you buy three hundred million tickets, you're going to break even. Oh. So think about that. Yes. And that's with a six hundred million dollar jackpot, which is very high. In yeah. your life, you would have to buy three hundred million tickets just to break even at that amount uh, and that's, wild. that's assuming no one else wins it with you because if right. another person also wins it then you're your screwed. odds just get your your winnings just get cut in half and now you're out 300 million dollars well that's... i'm losing hope of ever winning the powerball yeah i don't think i bought a powerball ticket in about 15 years yeah. no we did it yeah. well actually no it was probably about 10 i think Ten years. Yeah. I remember we were in Florida and it got up to some obscene number. It was like almost two billion or something like that, and everyone was buying Powerball tickets. Yeah. Well, yeah. At that point, why not just you know? Right. Then you're just like, especially if you're like, get a couple of friends that are like, oh, we're all buying Powerball tickets. You're like, ah, yeah, exactly. Screw it. I'll do it just to like be a they part did of on the Friends. Group. Yep. And here's uh, an addition to that story. As long as we're talking about gambling, so far because the Super Bowl is this Sunday, correct? Yep. Correct. Super Bowl this Sunday, so far, 50 million adults have wagered on Sunday's game to the tune of $16 billion. Wow. Holy Hannah. Well, and who's the mattress guy that always bets like $10 million on the Super Bowl? That's right. Yeah, there's some 
So yeah, there's some old guy. He, he's it's like Mattress Mike or something like that. <laughs> right. he, no, it is. He's right. Yeah, yeah, no, sure it is. Mattress did, Mac. There it is. You, and yeah, he did like close. a and he did a thing <laughs> where if you like bought furniture from him before the Super Bowl and if like a certain team won, you wouldn't have to like pay for the furniture or something like that. So he could like boost sales. Yeah, like he, he always exactly is doing right. something crazy. Like hmm. uh, has he ever won? He is 71. So he's a young guy. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he's ever won, <laughs> but he like he'll like you always see videos of him with like armed security wheeling a cart filled with millions of dollars onto his private jet <laughs> oh. so he can go bet on the Super Bowl. Well, who won the Super Bowl last year? Uh, who did win? The was Super it the last Bengals year? or was it whoever else was? It was in whoever there? they played. It wasn't the Bengals. Nope. Oh yeah, it's the Rams. Twenty-three. Rams, there we go. Well, he bet four point five million on the Bengals last year. Yeah. Largest mobile wager in sports betting history. Whatever really? mobile wager. That's a so like, yeah, going on his app. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, let's see. As a result of the Astros claiming the 2022 World Series championship, he won $75 million. There we go. So, yeah, he's made quite a bit of money on sports yep. betting. The Astros? Gallery For ba- uh, baseball. World Series, yeah. Yep. Oh, the World Series you're talking about. It's just okay. any sport. It's not just he bets oh, he on everything. Gam- yeah, he's, oh, I didn't he's know he a bets gambler. On gambler. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was only a football guy. So he gam- he gambles on all the big games, the World Series, Super Bowl. Uh, apparently. All yeah. Really? <clears throat> and he likes to bet, apparently. And it sounds like he's made enough money that it doesn't really matter to him. So gallery yep. furniture, the ones that are in the malls, that's him? Uh, yeah, I yeah. believe so. Because, it, yeah, it started out as a way for him to get attention to putting it towards his business. And then now right. it's like, after you win a $75 million bet, now you can just kind of do it just because. Yeah, really. He seems like a good guy. He gives a lot of stuff away. Yeah, that's what I remembered hearing yeah. that he's a very, very generous uh, people who might need a, a helping hand. So that's, that's, nice. that's how it should be. Right. If you're that wealthy, I mean, don't go around and. You know, waving your hand, looking how wonderful I am. Just do it, right? Right. Well, I, I had no idea there was that was much money in furniture. Eighty million he makes. Yeah, everybody here. needs a couch. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. That is true. That is very, very true. I uh, we can close with this. We only got about three minutes left, but. AI-generated Seinfeld parody is halted over trans jokes? Yeah, what I the hell that. is that? What's yeah, that, Andy? What is that all about? Oh, there's been all kinds of AI-generated. Really? AI is uh, everywhere now. Yeah. 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 Well, it's programmed to like and dislike certain words, and it's got the thought police built in. Yeah, oh, it sure does. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's yeah. not good news now, is it? Yeah, well, why would they be doing trans jokes? I don't get it. Well, I mean, a... Nothing should be off limits, so uh, clutching pearls about that kind of thing is stupid. But B, that's true. Um, I love that so, reference. <laughs> clutching, clutching pearls <laughs> just makes you think of a eighty-year-old white woman. woman that, yeah, yeah, scared of black people exactly. crossing the street. <laughs> oh, here we go. Walking here into whiteies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's go to whiteies and have a drink. Now so what done. it was? It was it was called Nothing Forever. And it was a um, take on the fact that Seinfeld called itself a show about nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing forever. It's AI generated forever. Uh. What happens is it'll do some of the B-roll of Jerry's apartment, and then it'll cut to a 3D rendering of his apartment with some right. 3D renderings of the Seinfeld cast in it. Names mm-hmm. changed so they don't get sued, of course, but... Basically, one of them will say something, the other one will respond, and then it'll just do that forever. 
It'll cut to the B-roll. It'll cut to another scene. It's kind of just like, you know, if you took Seinfeld and distilled it down to its most basic elements, you know, people talking in an apartment. Right, right. Um, What made it unique is the fact that the dialogue is all just purely AI-generated. So whatever the computer just randomly comes up with, that's what they say. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, for the most part, it works fine. It's just like them just saying the most inane, dumb crap ever. It's like, oh, there's a new restaurant in town, that sort of thing. But yeah, every so often they'll uh, say things that are a little odd. Wait, so then yeah. who do the people get mad at then? Are they mad at the computer? I think they're just for mad generating in it, or do they get mad at the people that decided to create this computer to do this? Yeah, I think they're mad at the creators, but that's kind of missing the point. Right. Right. Because yeah, they didn't write any of this. This is just kind of generated out of nowhere, but a lot of people don't a lot of people seem to think that AI is like, you know, Hal from 2000 or 2001 or whatever the hell that movie was called. You know the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, wasn't 2001 it. A Space Odyssey? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they think that AI is like that. It's like it's got an intelligence and an mm-hmm. intent behind it. But it's calling what we have now AI is not accurate. Oh, really? It's more just like if you put a million books in a blender and then picked out a bunch of words at random and strung them together until they made a grammatically correct sentence. Oh, okay. And so what that sentence is, you never know. You just pick words, you string them together, there you go. There's your sentence. All right, I'm going to close the show with a question for you because I don't do either. Um, So we had this spy balloon from China flying over the United States and some people wanted it shot down over the ocean and some people want it shot down over Montana and they're concerned. And I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about China flying their balloons over the country. That's not what I'm saying. But isn't it true? How many millions of Americans are on TikTok? Lots. A lot of like them. You, everybody under the age of 24 for yeah. sure. Okay. You're being spied on by the Chinese every day. Yep. If you're on TikTok. Yeah. You're really being so, spied on every day if you have a phone oh, in your absolutely. hand. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you have a phone in your hand, you're being spied on. That's true. But China specifically is spying on you through TikTok. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So what's the big hub? I don't think they should be flying balloons over the country. Don't get me wrong. Right. But how is it a big deal compared to how many people, millions of people a day, are giving everything to the Chinese? Really the Chinese. Well, what I mean, like, China what? is just trying to make money off. Of it. I mean, ev- I everything with the smartphones and stuff is just about marketing and money. Yep. I don't know how many secrets get shared on TikTok watching teenagers dance. Really? The thing I don't understand about the spy balloon is like, what information were they hoping to get with a balloon floating in the sky? I read... That we knew was there and you could see. There's a very technical scientific article out there about these balloons and they, I I guess they've got amazing technology in them and and photographic capabilities and all this kind of stuff and it links back up to a satellite which brings all the information directly to the Chinese government or military or whoever does this. It was a very long, boring article so I stopped reading it after like (laughs) the second paragraph but I I guess they are very sophisticated for spying. I know it's like if you can see it and you're like, well, it's looking at us, just make sure you... Well, they're they, so they can't. They're way they they fly really, really, really high, and most planes can't get that high to even mm-hmm. 
it, it, yeah. So right, it is. And you know. sixty thousand feet, right? Yeah, the air is way it's, too thin. Uh, yeah, yeah, Some and they do. Some planes can get that high, but I don't think a single uh, commercial airliner has ever gotten anywhere close to that. Right. No, no but the, and they they do the have some sort of. They don't have really engines per se, but they've got some sort of propeller thing, so they can get them to places. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. almost like a Zam or not a Zamboni. What's the Zeppelin? What's the Zeppelin? Yeah, there we go. Oh, something a Zeppelin. Like kind of. Yeah, something like that. Oh, the Concorde right, you... flew at sixty thousand feet. So never mind. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's the that's only plane that has ever flown that high. Yep. Well, it had that's to true. because it it was Mach two. I know. So Isn't that amazing? the sonic booms would be shattering people's windows if it wasn't that high. Wild. Yep. All right, that's going to do it. We shall talk to you tomorrow's uh, Car Selling Secrets. Actually, car Dougie, Selling Secrets. Dougie's going to be in studio and everything. Wow. Oh, he's showing right. up for work. So he's Can't back from it. vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later with the family. Bye.